Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Be Absolute podcast, where it is absolutely okay to be you, absolutely okay to be real, and absolutely okay to be great. You you know by at, at this point by hearing my voice uh every week for a few weeks now is <laughs> Pat Jr. man. Um today we're gonna continue again with the making the mold series for uh, my album uh, go fangs on sunday project whatever uh go fangs on sunday which you should have heard by now if you haven't you need to go listen to it i mean we've been telling you you know this for a few weeks now if you're listening we would like to assume that you heard it but if not go listen to it uh it's it's streaming everywhere itunes spotify um all of that good stuff go fangs on sunday um and today we're going to be talking about the track rest uh and taylor i'm 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 excited about this one yeah um i've got a special guest on the show oh yeah on the podcast if you will um my homie uh byron man uh byron august what's going on bro what's up man it's great to be here yeah man yes it's it's good to it's good to have you um i appreciate you you hopping on um Byron is the producer uh for Rest. Um and he's also on the Pelman Jr. team. Um I'll let him talk about what he does, but I'll just say this. Uh he has an incredible ear. Uh and that's we've talked about this thing about how much I champion somebody's ear or yeah. my ear, you know yeah. what I mean? Um and Byron just has an incredible ear. Um, he's also he's also a sound designer, um, but he's a sound design like he's a nerd with it, like I am, <laughs> yeah. like um, because he's into modular synthesis, which um, I'll let him talk about more about that aspect of it. But he's into the nerdy stuff like me, you yeah. know, the yeah. weird textures, the unique textures and all of that. And so, yeah, man, Byron, thanks for thanks for being here, man. Like. Like, like, tell the people a little bit about yourself and what you do and and all that. Yeah, man. First of all, thank you for the incredible compliment. It means a that means a lot coming from you because I I respect your ear as well. So that's that's very real. So yeah, man. I've been um, I'm a producer, a sound designer. I've been doing this for almost a decade now, which is crazy to say, in one way or another. Wow. Um, I started out just making beats, making beat tapes, flipping samples eventually got into uh, making samples and that's kind of what I've been doing now. Um, my, m one of my main projects is uh, I am co-owner co of the sample label New Wave mm -hmm. and we do um, sample packs primarily through Splice and that's uh, me and five other partners who met through the creator class of 2019 on Splice. I'm also uh, one half of the duo The Plaza and we do uh, a new sample every day. And, um, oh wow! Yeah, man. Like you said, I'm just a huge nerd for this stuff. I love uh, <laughs> music technology and synths and modular and all of it. So, yeah, talk yeah, about. That's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk, talk a little bit about uh, uh, modular synthesis because I know when I say that, some people don't know. The majority of people won't know what it is, but yeah, like that's going over my head. Yeah, talk about School that, please. Explain yeah, that. Yeah. Well, let me, I'll, I'll back up a little bit because I think I got into making music and making hip hop the way a lot of people do, which is through sampling and mm -hmm. records and all that stuff. And I'm not really a natural musician in any real sense. I 
didn't really play instruments coming up. So, you know, DAWs and samplers were my instrument. And mm-hmm. um, I just, I've just fallen in love with like texture and um, finding cool ways to flip stuff. And a really natural extension of that has been modular synthesis, specifically Eurorack stuff. Um, it's, it's where I think a lot of the cutting edge technology for music making and sampling and manipulation is. So that's something I've picked up in the last couple of years and it's become a huge part of my workflow and how I, uh, how I make sound. That's awesome. That's really cool. What, um, what was the process like for the beat on rest? Because I'd say it's one of the most, uh, unique uh, musical arrangements that's probably on the album. And when you talk about your passion for technology and integrating that with music, um, what was that process like creating the soundscape for the song? Well, that, that's a great question. It's actually funny because I have a pretty vivid memory of making rest because I was at a point where um, I was doing a lot of my own samples and I wanted to try out um, some new samples from like sound designers who I'm messing with. So I remember copping um, Soul Surplus Reverence Pack and uh, Decap Drums at Knock 8. And that whole beat is between those two mm-hmm. um, those two sample packs. And the idea I had when I copped those is I wanted to make some like soul gospel stuff that sounded like it came from a different planet, like straight up. I was trying to make like wow. a BEP that was like interstellar gospel or some some stuff like that. Yep. So, I mean, I, I the, the beat's pretty simple. It's like, it's a sample from Soul Surplus and I, I forget exactly how I manipulated it, but I just ran it through my stuff and put some drums to it and, and that's what came out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I th- that sounds like a new genre to me. Interstellar gospel. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, and, but the, the funny thing is, is that here again, like the movie Interstellar, one of my favorite movies, um, the soundtrack composed by one of my favorite composers, Hans Zimmer. Um, and mine so, as well, mine as well. Right. And so that's where I am for this project. Like, mm-hmm. now the crazy thing is, is that, so the way me and Byron met was literally through Pelleman Jr., um, cause he, he helps with the things that we do. Um, and he's definitely like, he, he definitely is, is in on the production as well. Like as far as working with me. Right. Uh, and so he literally, we found out each about each other through the sound design world. Um, I remember you became a fan of, uh, uh from like Pelman Jr. stuff of, uh, from, uh, wasn't Mellow Hughes like one and two, right? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was I was peeping your guys' stuff as soon as you came out. You were you guys were a new label on the block, like a new a new yeah. label on Drum Broker, and like those at that time there was no label that I wasn't like super following. And like I think you guys, it, it might have been Neil Gotham one yep. that was the first was pack it. you ever dropped. You're right. And bro, as soon as I heard that, it was like, it was the branding, it was the sound, all of it. I was like, I'm hooked. So then I yeah. just started flipping your guys' samples. Yeah. So that's that's how we. Like Pelman Jr. here again, opening the door for me to like work with other producers and yeah. other people, and so like yeah, Byron, um, we just started talking, and I was seeing some of his beat videos, and I'm like, dude, your stuff is really dope, really cool, um, and I th- I think what attracted me to like his sounds very atmospheric, but it has like a hard feel to it, like like when you when you see him like. You see this guy, and no offense, cause I like that's my guy. But you see this, you see, he he looks like a, he looks like he, a guy in college, who's who's nerdy, who's into his like he, you know, he has that very studious look to him. But then when you hear yep. his music, you's like, you're like, what the fuck, like, this, like, like this dude, 
like he's making these crazy ass beats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Don't judge a book by its cover. Right? Exactly. Exactly. And so, like, and and when I watch his videos, I I see his beat videos, and he's very much like bobbing his head to the music. Like, and it's not for show. You can tell he's really feeling his like his music. Yeah. And so that's what drew me to him. And so. I hit him up and we just started talking and he was like, yeah, man, I'm a fan of you guys. I think he started just following me off of Pelham and Junior stuff. But then I was like, man, your beats are dope. We got to find out something. And so I think where we really started honing in is when he started messing with the whole modular synthesis, you know, world and the Eurorack stuff. And I heard like he posted, cause I actually posted it when I dropped the single, when I dropped rest as a single, I had to big him up. Like, like I asked him, I was like, yo, can I snatch this video off your IG and post it on? He's like, yeah, of course. Like, so I, I snatched the video, put it on my Instagram and was like, like, this is the dude, like, this is where rest came from. This is where it started. He literally posted the beat. And I, I remember hearing it and I was like, bro, what the fuck is this? This is crazy. Um, And when I heard it again, like, and we've talked about the thing we talked about this in the first episode where, when it comes to produ- production, or maybe we didn't, when it comes to production, when I hear things and it makes me visualize, like, if I see movies in my head, right, yeah, or if I'm making my own movies in my head mm-hmm. while I'm hearing it, I'm immediately attached to it. Yeah. Um, the inspiration doesn't always happen like that, but it, it happens like that from time to time. And so when I heard the beat for it, I was like, yo, like, I'm literally one of the main movies that came to my head was Kingsman. Yeah. Because that whole cathedral scene, the whole church scene, because of the sound that he developed, it was so big, but it had a church like cathedral feel to it. Mm-hmm. And so with the, the texture of the sample was really what drew me in. And I was like, yo, like I hit him up. I said that one, like I said, bro, this is <laughs> it. And so, and so he he sent it to me. He sent it to me, and I had sat on it for a little bit. And this was around the time where I had just finished, because I told him I was like, I just finished my project. I'm trying to get into some new stuff. And again, like the inspiration from rest came from me, like finishing my 2019 project. It was like, bro, I need a fucking break, bro. Yeah. Like we yeah. just did the whole, you know, museum, uh, listening session and the the gallery and all that stuff like that and like yeah like it like i I needed time to rest and that's where the inspiration for the song came from and of course the video and all that stuff but uh i i thoroughly enjoyed like the the other thing about that that track too is that it just gave me i didn't want to over rap on that track Mm -hmm. that seems to be a theme for this project anyway there's not a lot of over rapping yeah. You know, I mean, well, there's a lot of good writing and a lot of great rapping. And to Pur- me, great purposeful, rapping. Purposeful choices. In exactly. How you there's there's not, when I say great, great rapping, great writing, knowing when to flex that lyrical ability and knowing what pockets to fit in and knowing when to just like lean back into the track and not go so yeah, hard. Man. or And this was one of those. This is probably one of the most, when I wrote that song at the time, it was the most simplest lyrical things I have written. Like, 
just line for line. Mm-hmm. Bro, it's it's so funny. That go, that's go so ahead, funny. Ahead. Sorry to cut you off. I was just gonna say it's so funny you say that because in hindsight, when I listen back to that beat, it, exactly what you just described from a writing perspective is how I feel from a production perspective. Is like that beat is to my ears as a producer is pretty simple, but I think mm. it it was it was perfect in that it gave you the layup to do exactly what you wanted to do exactly. with it. And I think it's a it's a huge lesson for producers is like keep keep it open. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It was. A, like it was great it was perfect for me at the time it's like try something new have fun with it and i mean that that was it man that's that's how we kind of came it, like there's not there's not a big story from that like yeah it was just uh, but i think the again the whole uh theme or uh thread here is the perfect timing like yeah of that track meeting me where I was, what I needed it to be. First, it was a single. I didn't know it was going to be on the project, but then it worked perfectly mm-hmm. for the project. Yeah. Um, so this is going to, this might be a superficial question or it might, it might get deeper. Why is there an exclamation point on the end of the title? It needed to be, it needed to be emphasized, right? Um, how important it is. Yeah. But also the song it doesn't feel just like rest it's like that rest you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like there's this emphasis there so i needed people to see when you see the word rest don't think like that in that in that moment it's read it for context mm-hmm. you know when you read that title so you know that when you see the exclamation point it's like that's kind of that's different you know what i'm saying yeah um and I, I also think in that moment when I was Taylor, that that was just a great ass question, man. <laughs> this it was is so. Wh- this is why you brought me here. <laughs> why do you act? Su- why do you act surprised when I ask a question? <laughs> man, that was just great. I mean, I know, but like you really, you like, you really showing off, man. Um, um, but then also, it it was what my brain and my body was yelling for me to do. Mm-hmm. Like with an exclamation point, rest. Mm-hmm. You need to chill out. Like you just did all this stuff. Don't feel guilty about taking this time around the holidays to just relax, man. Yeah. So for both of you guys, how is rest, do you think, critical to your creativity? Byron, go for that one, man. That's, I, I'll let you take oh, that one first. Dude, it's so critical. I mean, I I think every creative kind of goes through waves in their lives where um, you need different things and you're evolving and you're growing and like the creativity, as much as we want it to be this static linear thing where you're always pumping out good Mm. ideas and creative, fresh ideas. It's just not the way we work like as as human beings. So I think like you, you always I have to intentionally take rest. I have to intentionally not overproduce, overwork. I think that's something that I'm always going to have to remember is like, I don't know if you've ever heard this quote, but uh, Ernest Hemingway used to, when he was writing books, he used to stop in the middle of a sentence. So the next day he could come and pick back up and know exactly where to pick back up. And to me, that's such a powerful metaphor for creating for all of us is like, don't, don't overexert yourself because then there's nothing left. You got nothing left in the tank. So it's very real, very critical for me. Um, I want to ask you too before I answer that. Is that hard for you? Like, cause I oh, know yeah. we we both do a lot, but is that hard for you to intentionally 
like not be doing something? A hundred percent. I think it's hard on two fronts because on one, there's there's a business to this and there's a there's a sort of career and you always want to be taking opportunities when they come up. But it's also hard too because I think as as creatives, or maybe I'll just speak for myself, I have a sort of pressure that I put on myself to always be leveling up and to always be putting out. Mm. And it really, it, it does take sort of external reminders or self-reminders. Like, like you said, your body and your mind will be screaming at you rest with that exclamation point. It's so yeah. real. So it definitely is a challenge. And it's something that it's, I think I'll always, will always be uh, trying to balance. Yeah. Not, not same here. I, I'll say that I, I definitely relate to that 100%. Um, there's always like, this, and, and cause me and Byron are alike, uh, alike that we have different things that we do as creatives. Like it's not just, um, uh, it, it lives in one house, um, as far as like music is concerned. Right. But we do different things. So he produces, but then he also, he's like somewhat of a creative leader for, uh, for new wave and that that sound design team and then he has his own personal project and then you know then working with me too like because we like the the newer stuff that he's been sending to me that i'm working on oh my god bro like <laughs> like i and i i think the other thing the, the other thing a good point to bring up is that when it comes to getting rest like and being able to level up as like on your own um and and the importance of because let me let me say this real quick because i'll debunk this myth or because i've i've heard it talked about but steve harvey had this like quote that he was saying that video snippet that people play or whatever it was like millionaires don't sleep i'm up at four o'clock i'm up this late money is being made while you're sleeping and not like like bro like there are plenty of millionaires. I think actually DCAP was the one talking about that, who debunked that, that I'm getting this, getting this from. Um, shout out to DCAP for the drums and the knowledge. Uh, hmm. But he was talking about on his YouTube channel how like, and he's a producer, sound designer, very dope producer, um, has like a sample pack, like series called Drums That, that Drums That Knock is like really popular mm -hmm. and so he was even talking about how like the owner of amazon and all these other millionaires like mark cuban like they get rest they sleep they get seven to eight hours of rest as much as they can every night mm -hmm. because it's important and it's not just for you but it, it makes me also think about the clarity of mind that you need to have when you're collaborating, uh, collaborating with, with, with other people, you know? And so, uh, at least that's, that's how I feel, you know, yeah. I need to be at my best with working with people. And so like, I feel like there are certain moments that I was working with Byron cause we honed in on something specific. We were talking about, excuse me, and, and just his ability to, uh, when it comes to like, production and manipulating sound yeah. I kind of like I, I think after rest he had sent me some stuff and I and I don't know if you remember this Byron but I hit you back and I hit you back about a few things and was like yo hone in on this because like that that this part of your production when it comes to manipulating sound and using modular synthesis that is what's going to really set you apart mm. and 
he hit me back with these other beats and I was like, whoa, like he honed in on it. Mm -hmm. And if I hadn't been able to sit with it and listen to some of the stuff that he was doing and go back and listen to rest with rest, <laughs> yeah. I may have not been able to kind of give him that critical, um, that, that critical feedback or that, that constructive criticism for like, you know, um, some of the stuff that he was sending me, not to say that it wasn't dope, but it was like, as the artist communicating to one of the producers I'm, I'm working with, I'm like, yo, we come together and you sound killer and you sound different when you do these type of things. Let's do this together. And it just worked. Yeah. So. How do you think rest, uh, how do you think rest fits in or can fit into more into hip hop music and culture? Because for the longest time, this culture and, and, and genre of music has always been about the hustle. It's always been about the grind. Like, does there need to be a um, a, a very a deliberate and uh, intentional shift, or does it just need to be more of a melding between the two kind of concepts? I mean, one thing that we can say is that um, songs and lyrics about mental health is becoming more prevalent in yes. music, which is obviously needed. Yes. Um, but do you think that we're heading in a different direction, or do you think we're heading in a way that's just melding two different schools of thought? I need some time. Byron, you take, I'm, I'm thinking on that one. Byron, go ahead. You yeah. go first on that one, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I definitely do. I, I think there is a balance. Like when I, when I think about rest in terms of my life, I think there are periods in my life where, you know, staying up till 4am and grinding on something is absolutely what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. But, you know, not at the detriment of my long-term like creativity or career or health or anything like that. So yeah, I, I think I'm, I love to see that rest and mental health is more of a conversation in the culture and i think we all need to be more self-aware and just aware of it in general like it, it needs to be a part of the narrative whether whether we throw out hustle and hard work i i don't necessarily believe that and i think that's probably um a personal decision for everyone yeah no i i, I would have to agree like um i, I think the culture is definitely hustle 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 because if you're not working uh, or not always moving and always grinding, you might miss an opportunity. And I don't think that's true. I think what what's for you is for you. And yeah. it, it'll happen, especially because the competitiveness within not just hip hop culture, but creative culture, people are always trying to make the next move before somebody else makes the next move or do something before everybody else starts doing it or whatever the case is. Um, or trying to be innovators of this or or be the next to do this trend. Let me hurry up and get this out. Like, um, I kind of feel like, and not to say that it's not cool and fun to do, but even with TikTok, right? Like, you'll have these TikTok trends come out and people are putting them out, putting them out, putting them out, putting them out. Because let me go ahead and put this out because if I do it, when the, once the wave is over, it's over. The content machine's constantly... Right. out something exactly and not like that kind of stuff has its space right um social media is cool for me when it comes to creative content for short form creative content um things to keep your brain going um things to fun things to engage with your audience about to build your following you know what i'm saying stuff like that it's cool um but to me when you're creating like 
whether it be from production to soundscapes or or sound design or making sounds. Um, and I'm I'm sure Byron can can touch on this after I'm done, but um I'll say from the music aspect, from the writing aspect of it or putting out music, uh, I feel like it's such a, a competitive space to always be putting out, always be putting out. Um, but yeah, like I, I feel like it like oh, I'm sorry, my point about the yeah, about TikTok thing is just kinda like music has become like TikTok to a degree. Where it's like there's this trend that starts or this thing that starts that's popular and everybody tries to hop into it and you know what I'm saying? And do it um, mm-hmm. and keep doing it over and over again. Like for example, like, or, or I can go back to like, I, I can go back to when Drake like started really finding his own sound, mm-hmm. but that really moody production, like the, 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 the specific sound that Toronto has when it comes to that style of trap, if you will, or music, there was a lot of people copying that trend for a while and trying to hop in and do it and make that sound. Um, some of those people are not making the same kind of music. Drake still does it because he's the one that really started that wave, mm-hmm. like that feel. Specifically 40, that was his style of production. Um, and so I feel like that's how it is with music now when it comes to visuals, when it comes to production. Um, even in the sound design world, uh, just the the competitive the competitiveness of putting things out all the time. Uh, instead of taking your time, taking breaks, because um, because rest is not just sleeping; it's getting out, it's going on vacation, taking a walk, hanging out with homies, living life. From rest, you can get inspired mm-hmm. to make good stuff, but. I'm sure Byron can identify with this, but the drum kits that come out um, that people just recycle drum sounds. Right, Byron? And just... Oh, dude, it's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to put this drum kit out and they just put something together and just throw it out there. It's like, it's like, bro, like, y'all ain't getting no sleep because you just, <laughs> like, <laughs> you're not taking a break to learn and recalibrate and come up with something that's unique and make something that's original. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's the way I look at it. I, I, if that answers the, the question correctly. Yeah, I think, yeah. And one of the things that I was actually curious about is, you know, Pat, you talked about how on this song, your lyrics, you don't over wrap it. Mm-hmm. Um, Byron, you were saying that this beat is on maybe the more simpler side of stuff that you've done. Do you both feel like that making this song was a form of rest from previous material? Mm. Man, that's, bro, these good questions, man. <laughs> uh, absolutely. I'll say that. I'll let Byron answer on the production side, but I'll say that for me on the writing side because um, my writing is always getting better. I do feel like I thought I knew my writing display was better than my previous projects it was definitely dense there wasn't a lot of feel good i think summer breeze was the only feel good song on there um maybe spice adams spice adams did have that lyrical like Mm -hmm. even the cadence like you know um it's high energy high energy yeah like um 
rest is high energy, but in a very unique way. Uh, but it's definitely a rest from my usually dense, like, from, well, at that time, I thought I knew was, was dense and like, like as far as uh, content and what I was talking about. Um, this one, it was just like, you could, like, when I let my homies hear it, they was just like, you can tell you're having fun on this song, which is, I haven't heard Pat Jr. do that too many times. You're just, you're just having fun. Um, so it's definitely, for me, on the, on the writing side, it was a rest uh, from my usually, like, well, not usual, but at, like a break from what I was doing on I Thought I Knew, which was good. And I think rest definitely was a good pivot point to start writing this project. Uh, what about you, Byron? I think definitely, man. It's so funny. That's it's such a good question, and it touches on something that's so real because, like, me making those beats at that time was it was ab- absolutely a rest from the sort of sound design, trying to, you know, like write the craziest compositions and do the craziest sounds. Like when when I just want to have fun, I take someone's sample, a good ass sample, and flip it and make a beat, and that's just like that's back to the roots for me. And that is, that is restful for me. So yeah, it's so true. Um, do you guys feel like this might be too, forgive me if this is too global of a question, but no, do you no, guys, no. do you guys feel like the world needed this song? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've heard a song like that where it's like, um, I think about, um, I think about Kendrick Lamar, right? I love the way Kendrick writes these very intentional songs on these like catchy like beats or whatever or modern like wave beats if you will. Like I'm talking about trap beats. <laughs> um but even like the style of trap that it is. I think about uh Humble. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. that common dry not a lot of effects piano simple piano melody or or progression it has that bounce to it like we've heard that in different beats um but what he rapped on it sit down be humble sit down like it's a song that you play like you could play in a car with your homies and be like just jamming out to it and like sit down be humble like in a in a concert or just rapping the hook but it's a message in that mm-hmm. and i like the way it was i like the way he presents different songs like that i don't think there's been a song about getting rest that has been presented that way um and people i know it was needed because there's this this specific line that i'm glad you asked that question that we need to bring up Good mental health is a flex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I mean, you got it on yeah. a T-shirt. I got it on a T-shirt. Um, and so, and people love that T-shirt. By the way, it's still on yeah, sale. Yeah, I need one of those. By the way, oh, I'm, I'm gonna send you one. I gotta send you all right, one. Fire. Who, who designed it? You want to shout them out? Yeah, uh, let's let's talk about that. So first of all, it's on the site. I am patjr.com. Go to my store. Um, my sister helped me create that. I gave her the vision for it, and she drew it. Um, it's great. It's yeah, awesome. my my blood sister, younger sister. Um, she's an incredible artist. She goes by the name Cryptic Donuts. That's her artist name. Um, but Tavia, I've had her on the podcast. Um, the episode for the Be Absolute podcast called Wonder Twins, Wonder Twin Powers Activate. 
Um, and so, so you know, we got on the shirt or whatever, because I felt like that's that line when I sent it to my like my homies and let some friends hear it. Specifically, my homie Nance, he was like, "Bro, good mental health is a flex." He was like, "Dog, that's a bar," and I was like, "I know." <laughs> like, and so, yeah, no, I, I, I like thinking about that. Um, that that line needed to be said. When I listen back to it and I see how impactful it's been, even for people to like buy the shirt, they see the message and they buy the shirt, not just because mm-hmm. of the design, but because of what it says. I don't think nobody's ever said that before. Mm-hmm. I I don't think anybody has said that like mental health is a flex, like mm-hmm. not money, not cars, not like good mental health is a, because it is Yeah, like, and so that's why I feel like the the world needed this song because it's so it's not just about getting rest but there's so many other things that go into the good effects of having good rest like what comes from it yeah um so yeah i mean that's my that's my thoughts on i don't know how byron feels but that's 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 yeah no i i totally agree bro like i think what what's the most impactful at least for for my life with that song is exactly what you're talking about which is like the juxtaposition of the energy of the song and then mm. the actual what you're saying like you're saying good mental health is a flex but the way you're saying it and the that moment and the energy of that moment is is like celebratory mm-hmm. it's so beautiful bro thank you man thank you i appreciate that yeah i uh yeah like especially the way the spacing on the song cuz when when brian like mixed it um like that that second bar in like or that though that line it was a pause like in between some of those lines before I got to that line um the way it was presented in the mix was just it was dope to me so yeah. uh, I I definitely yeah people need that man I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up uh the video because it was the first single off this project mm-hmm. um you had a music video that came out with it directed by Patrick Lincoln mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. um and also the fact that the at this time that we're that the listener is listening to this podcast there is artwork out mm-hmm. uh for this track that from an aesthetic standpoint is completely different than the music video yeah can you tell me why that that polar polarity exists. Yeah, I think we talked about this on the first episode. We did, um, but I wanted to go. No, more no, 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 no. I just want to. I, I I appreciate you asking this again. Mm-hmm. I thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, like I felt like we talked about it on the first episode where it was like for this specific project, it needed to be presented mm-hmm. like so that juxtaposition can be shown visually, mm-hmm. right? Um, but. I'm glad you brought it up again because I thought about this after we did the first episode. But being able to put the two next to each other, like the video, first of all, <laughs> first of all, the video was, of course, it was a, a scene, the scene from Kingsman, right? Mm-hmm. The fight scene in the church, right? Um, and we did it. We we did the song. Uh, this was. Uh, I mean, we excuse me, we did the video. This was like, because uh, we talked, like, Leon was in the video. He referenced this, like, this is around a time we're still trying to figure out, like, what's going on with COVID. Yeah. I think at this part, things, I think at this time, things are shutting down. Like, 
they're saying no more gatherings than this many people. And like it hadn't really settled in North Carolina to like things actually shutting down, but they were like canceling events and stuff like that. Yeah. And so what's funny is when the song came out, um, I'm sorry, when the video, I keep saying song, when the video came out and the song, um, that's all people could do. I, I think the song was very, and I, I, the song was very prophetic because you had to rest, right? Some people were working from home, yeah, but it really forced everybody to spend time with their families. It really forced people to like, can't be out going out hustling and, and doing all this stuff. Like you were like, you were forced to rest mm -hmm. the pandemic. That's one, like one of the good things to me that came out of the pandemic. Like it really forced people to like, take a, take a chill pill, just relax. Yeah. You know? Um, but, uh, which was, which is very timely. Like, <laughs> right. Um, but the other thing, the other thing that was cool too, was that, this was not intentional. So, Byron, I, I'll send you that. You haven't seen these pictures that we took for rest, but I'm going to send them to you. It's it's me smiling. It's, it's almost like it's kind of it looks like I'm floating in the air and I have this pillow and I'm smiling and like my eyes are closed. It's like it's really cool. Right. At the end of the rest video, you see me laying down. Right. And I think I, I think there I did. I Did I have a pillow at the end? I believe so. I had some kind of like cushion or something like that. Anyway, at the end of the video, I'm laying down resting on something, some kind of cushion, pillow or something. And then you see the pictures. So it's almost like in the church, I, I lay down and like I'm sleeping. But then on the video, on a, not a video, from the video, but then on the pictures that we did reimagine for the project, it's almost like after the video, after the whole scene, it's like I've ascended to this next level of like rest. Mm. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So I I, yeah. I thought about like afterwards, I'm glad you that's why I was saying I'm glad you brought it up again mm -hmm. because I didn't think about that until I was like, yo, I have to remember this for this for this specific uh episode. But go ahead, I'm I'm sorry. No, I was just saying like it basically between the video and the stills, it tells the story of uh, an individual inside a chaotic environment and then at the end of the video they are deciding to rest and then these images come out and it's what the individual looks like as a result of getting rest yeah kind of absolutely yeah and i mean and i i think there's another juxtaposition there because even in the mist because the part of the video was even in the the mist of everything that was going on i was still chilling like yeah like specifically the scene where you see Leon and his girl fighting in between me, mm -hmm. there was some, uh, there's some other layers to that. And we could talk about that um, for that specific scene, but I'm just kind of like there and I'm just, you know, just chilling, like yeah, being doing me, even in the midst of the, like everything chaotic going around. I'm, I'm chilling in the video the entire time. I have the energy there, mm -hmm. but I'm just like, nobody's touching me. I'm, I'm in my Zen space. Yeah. You know, um, in the midst of it. So, yeah, but I, I, I like just that juxtaposition. None of this stuff is intentional. It just happened. Yeah. Some of it is, but a lot of this isn't. And it, that's what I love about just creating this stuff. I love when a plan comes together on its own, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I want to thank both you guys for 
putting this song together and talking about it and telling me the the story behind it. I think the the production side of it is extremely interesting and has a good message of, you know, take a break every once in a while, focus on something. Even if you're doing something that you love, there's probably a part of it that you really love. Yeah. And focusing back on that every once in a while uh, can help you kind of hit a creative reset, I guess. Yeah. Absolutely. Byron, did you want to add anything? Man. You want to say anything, man? I, I just wanted on that note, I just wanted to give all the roses to Pat because as much as I contributed to this track, you really you really brought brought it to fruition and you you manifested your vision on it. Whatever whatever those sounds made you feel, you you created a great piece of work from it. So man, hats yeah. off to you. Thank you, man. Thank you. Let's uh I, I feel like at least the production of it, um I, I feel like we can get a placement, a sync placement at some point with this song <laughs> so oh, so i'm definitely that. gonna i'm definitely gonna be pursuing that man I, I, just as Hell much yeah. as you commend me for what i did i i commend you for giving me the space for it so thank you man and, and man thank you the stuff that we got in the bag oh, yeah <laughs> oh man it's, it's gonna be dope so um i thank the both of you for having this conversation um, thank you to the listener for once again, if you still tuning in at this point, you are sold and I appreciate you listening. Um, even if you're just coming to listening to the, listen to this after the fact, it's cool. I thank you for listening. Uh, that's a wrap for the episode about rest and the making uh, the mold, excuse me, making the mold um, series for my album, my project or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Go Fangs on Sunday which is out streaming everywhere now uh, iTunes, Spotify, all that go listen and tune in for the next episode uh, on the Be Absolute podcast where we will where we will uh, continue the discussion um, and I, I appreciate you guys tuning in uh, and remember remember, remember, remember it is absolutely okay to be you absolutely okay to be real and absolutely okay to be great I will holler at you guys next time. Peace. You're...